Good evening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 302 Birds. We are back Wednesday, May 17th. Big week for 302 Birds. Uh, we got the Eagles Autism Challenge meeting up with our family on Saturday. We're really excited for that to see everybody. The gingerbread man's going to be there. Um, I know that, you know, a ton of the players are going to be there. Um, and then a bunch of our podcast members are going to be there as well as a bunch of other content creators. I'm not 100% sure who's going. It is like about $350 minimum to go. So it is very expensive. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but it's for a great cause. So if you can come out, come out on Saturday, come hang out with us. The link is in our bio. It's not too late. We'll be there Saturday morning, probably 7 a.m. bright and early. Vinny is in here hanging out, Vengeance 69. What's going on, man? I just uh, unmasked Batman. But there's a lot going on in the Philly sports world, especially um, when it comes to baseball. So I guess I guess I would hit the, the weekly call-ins intro first, right, Jack? I mean. Yeah. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo Burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo Burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless. Go Birds. Yo, the uh, burritos and uh, that sexy voice for that voiceover. Appreciate you guys. Um, but tonight we got we got our, our fan favorite. We got Connor. Connor, what's up, guys? Friend, how you doing today, Connor? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Um, I'm I'm fortunately can't make it on Friday, but uh, I know a bunch of us are meeting up with you two uh, to see the uh, White Sox. Such a disappointment. So, it's also the Cubs that are buying. It's the, Cubs. The, it's, it's the other Chicago yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the less good team. Whatever. But uh, how do you feel about that game? I mean, I feel like, I feel like the Phillies are, are going to win. At least I would want to see that. Don't really see the Cubs winning that. I mean, we have Marcus Stroman against Suarez. So I think Suarez has a good chance against them. Uh, Stroman's been struggling a little bit over the years. So, yeah, I think the Phillies have a good chance at that. Tommy, how are you feeling about these Phillies? Not game. too good after today. Absolutely yes. abysmal. Taiwan Walker's a joke. Uh, Trey Turner is the biggest bust of a free agent we have ever had. Got into a Twitter fight even with a guy today because he was like, he was like, oh, you're probably saying the same thing when Bryce Harper wasn't hitting so well when he first got here. Bryce Harper was at least competitive. With Trey Turner swinging at stuff that's in the next county, Jack. In the next county. Hey, Trey Turner came up the play. He intentionally walked Bryson to load the bases in, in the ninth inning. Guy. Trey Turner is so, so much of a bomb right now. He can't field. He can't run. In the seventh field, start to steal. Oh, he literally... He would just retreat back to first base and then cause the double play today. Hey, to end the inning in the seventh inning when they look like they could be doing something. Hey, he is awful this year. He he's a waste of three hundred million dollars. He's a waste of, of a haircut. He's a waste of a fielder. He's a waste. 
No. 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 No? No. You are ridiculous. He's batting. You were probably saying the same thing about Cassianos last year. You're probably screaming your head off yelling at him because he swung at every single pitch. Guys were. Was I wrong? Was I wrong though last year? One play. One play, but the first game I remember. Wait, hey Tommy. First play, first game. What did Trey Turner do? Hit a home run, and you're on here screaming out how great he is. This is what the worst thing about Philadelphia media (laughs) is, and we are part of the media. I don't care what anybody says here. Sure. Um, we guy gets in a bad slump. We're like $300 million worth, uh, worthless. Oh, my God, horrible. We go on the deep end and ready to jump off a goddamn bridge. Relax. It's 122 games. Holy hell. This guy is telling me that he's swinging at the out of the county. This guy had some of the best baseball last year, Tom. You're being He did, but that was last year. Tom. We made the world. Fuck him, Frank. Right now matters. Frank Turner was on the Dodgers last year. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't need him. But guess what? We have been better with him. <laughs> Tommy, there's plenty time. there's no, plenty of time. There's plenty of time. Plenty of percentage. We have a worse batting average at the him. same point at this at the same point to the season last year. Worst batting average. Worst bat on base percentage. Worst fielding percentage, more errors, less runs scored. Like, statistically speaking, we are worse off today than we were last year at the same exact point in the season. No way. There's just yes. no way. We're Our worse. batting average is, is 40 points lower. We were batting 468 yeah. last year at this point. I'm sorry. Hey, 268 at this point in the season. We we are batting in uh, 248. Now this year, here lower lower batting average. Our on base six hundred last year. Our on base percentage this year is only about four hundred. The only thing statistically better this year is we have in total more hits. That's it. You are absolutely on. Oh my God! We gotta trade everybody off right now. No, that is not true. You're in panic mode. You're in like the 25 percent of the season. You're in pure panic mode. Yes, I'm in panic mode because this team has no direction whatsoever, and they Uh, had to make a drastic change at this point last year too. Tywin Walker's been a disaster. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I think maybe. We need to start looking at a new manager. No. Do you guys so think? Hold on, hold on. That's manager. actually wait. Do you guys think that the Phillies kind of operated on emotion last year, and they were kind of like, "Oh, fuck yeah. it, we're going to the World Series." Oh, Philly no, robs right. the guy, you're and you're not telling. So here's the thing, and what I might, what is wanted to bring up like two weeks ago is we're kind of in the same mood right now where we fired. Uh, Joe Girardi last year, and exactly. we, we hired uh, Rob Thomas because you Thompson. know it was kind of like Thompson, whatever. Um, it was like, okay, well, this guy he's not the best manager. Like he's he's the assistant manager, but he's gonna take over the season. And then he did obviously, and now we have more 
invested in him now. We have two more years. Do we fire another manager and just keep that cycle? Every midseason or beginning of the season, we just fire, fire Yeah, him. but I think that sort of screws up you in the future because you'll never get a really good manager because they're going to be like, exactly. oh, no, I, I, I 1,000% agree that we are – but at the same time, I think we need a shake up. I need to. I would like to see maybe the GM maybe shake something up, or you know, you need a GM. To, you need Dombrowski to trade someone. We, I think you need to trade. I think you need to trade for a true first baseman because look, you're also forgetting Hoskins is not in that lineup. With him in that lineup, he could produce a lot more than you think. You um, get there. I hate this comment. I've seen it so many times. Derek Hall's coming back. Yep. Yeah, I know Derek Hall is coming back, but he's a true first baseman. Still, I think that I think that you, if you have the option to, you go out and get a CJ Crone. You go out and get um, yeah. a, at the trade deadline. You, you know, I feel like I feel That's like they will. Thinking. I feel like they will go after a first baseman because we really don't know how <laughs> Derek Hall. He's good defensively, but he doesn't. He only hits for power. Like I mean, he gets no. base hits here and there, but so um, did Ryan Howard, and look how that turned out. He was great. Yeah, but I just don't think first basemans are all that. I just I think that's no. the position. You need you need a hitter. We're ranked dead last right now in the NL in starting pitching ERA. You need starting. I don't, pitching. Get a pitcher that you don't need a first I mean, baseman. Our guy today didn't even make it all the way through the first inning. No, yeah. he, he left I mean, after like, two outs. That's how bad it was. Um, yeah, it was the first Phillies game that I've watched in like three weeks, and it was. It was disastrous. And going yeah. back to Trey, and going back to Trey Turner too. He had two hits today. I mean, yeah, he struck out on a pitch that was in another county, like Tommy said. But I mean, he still had two hits. He, I mean, that's still yeah, he's still producing. Team. Like, yeah, he's still Not producing. Really? I mean, two hits oh, in a game. That's pretty. Oh, two hits in Hunt in how many games? Oh, God, okay, sure. On. Today he had two hits. How many games has it been since he's even fouled a ball off? I've I've watched several games in the last like three weeks where he can't even foul foul a ball off. Yeah, and I mean, but you also got to realize players players are gonna. I did, and the Cassianos (laughs) deserved it too. Players are gonna players are gonna get into slumps. And yeah, that's, that's that's my thing. That's like it's gonna happen to anybody. You know, I mean, Cassianos. Last year, he was in a really, really bad slump and couldn't get out of it. But Trey Turner's too good of a player to be like this for the rest of the season. Like he said, there's 122 games. They're at the same spot that they were last year. I'll be like, crap to get all that. More proving my point, Tom. (laughs) I don't think you move on from Moreover, what did you guys think of the fight, though? Bryce Harper getting into it. with uh, Was it the Yankees? Who was it with? No, Colorado Rockies. Rockies. Ah, the Rockies. And before we get into this, Jack, real quick. Time for Philly talk with Bob Tommy. Junior Stitch. We kind of covered Ballpark Tommy in that that skit, so I mean, we didn't really need that. But anyway, um, yeah, no. So that somebody that embodies, you know, not giving up on his team is Bryce Harper. As as you saw, um, he had started a fight with the pitcher because he called him a bunch of pussies, pretty much. Um, and that's what we need. We need somebody like that in the on the Phillies that will have fight play with heart no matter how bad the season's doing or going. And that's Bryce Harper. I think what he was just shows him how dedicated he is to this, to this team and to this this city of Philadelphia. That's all I have to have to say for this. 
Yeah. I really, what I really liked was it wasn't even him and the batter's box. It was more of, uh, it was uh, who was who was at the batter's box? Schrober uh, was in the batter box, and he got struck out. And then the pitcher started talking shit to Schrober. And the first person to jump over is our other $300 million man just screaming right about a yell. And if you actually listen to look at Bryce Harper, he really calls out. He goes, your whole organization is trash, just like your whole team. And it was just like, oh, he's just he's not even going after just a player. He's going after the whole Rockies organization. And if you look at it, actually, in a far in a long way. Cincinnati Reds, and then the second team that got in the most fights in the past 10 years is actually the Colorado uh, Rockies. So it's actually kind of interesting that there's a little chip on those uh, Rocky shoulders when um, that's like probably one of the last teams I ever think of when I think of baseball is Colorado. Yeah, I mean, but I want to know what the pitcher was saying to Bryce Harper to be like for to have him that red hot, you know? Like, well, he, he was making fun of Schrober, and then you see him in the background saying STFU. And then the pitcher said, what are you going to do? And then that's when he hopped. And he goes, I'll show you what I'm going to do. And then he <laughs> ran into the dugout like a little see, that's, that's the thing, though. You can't get that to happen because, you know, with him being injured, Bryce Harper, and just getting out of the Tommy John, he's wearing the brace. You can't have him swinging – just knuckle balls on your face. Like you can't have that happen because you need him to get back into the field and you don't want to re-injure his arm or anything. I mean, That's why I'm actually sort of surprised that none of – like Castellanos actually ran out and he's he's a big boy. Uh, I would rather have Castellanos running out there and swinging because he's like, what, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah, he's not a big boy. Like, take two steps and walk out of the dugout and be on the other side of the field. So. <laughs> I mean, Bryce Harper's 6'3". Yeah. So he's still pretty big. I mean, I'll give yeah. Taiwan Walker this. He, he was like the first one to really run out, too, to the yeah. all the way to the other dugout. Yeah, that's the only I'll thing give he, him can that. Do, he can't For as bad as he was today, I'll give him that. <laughs> and real quick, thank you to Cut as well for sponsoring this segment. If you guys haven't, make sure to download the Cut app today. That's the best place to bet on MLB games. I'm pretty sure even if we wanted to add a Bryce Harper fight over under the next time we play the Rockies, we could. I mean, I love the passion game. as a fan. Um, I don't like the risk of getting suspended. That's the problem. It's a soft league now. It's I, a soft I GM. You're going to get suspended for five, six games if anything yeah, happens. The MLB I know a lot, of, a lot of what it is nowadays is, hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, and that's all it ever is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking talk. It's all bullshit. Like, it's all bark, no is- 90% of it. But that other 10%, if he gets hit in the face or anything else, there goes the season. You know what I mean? Even if he gets suspended, as Tom was ranting earlier, right now is the worst time to shit the bed. We're already shitting the bed in a way. So if he gets suspended for five or six games, I mean, he's our, he's our best player. We're fucked. I don't think he's going to get suspended now because – No, no, no. It's fine now. I'm just saying yeah. he needs to be careful about this shit in the Well, what I love about baseball, it polices itself, seriously. I mean, if you show off in the batter's box, if you hit a home run and you just stand at home plate watching your ball, you know damn well you or your best player is getting beamed the next time they're up the bat. It's just old school. It's just by the book. It's just like, hey, man, you show off, you're going to get your buddy hit or yourself hit. And your buddy's going to be like, dude, 
why'd you do that? Now I'm going to get a fastball straight to the rib cage um, or just a warning shot, you know? Right. Uh, so that's what I love about baseball. Just the, just looking at the book, like, okay, what is this guy going to do here? And the umpires know it's coming and that's the best part, but they have to act dumb every time. And I think that's like the funnest part about baseball. It's just like, here it comes. That guy's going to get wrecked. Or when you argue like uh, when you have two strikes and you're arguing balls and strikes, you know that pitcher is not going to throw anywhere near that strike zone. And that umpire is going to call a strike. Yeah. And, and you also, I mean, and you saw it earlier this season, I believe, with Zach Wheeler himself, because last year in the World Series, Malinado or whatever his name was, the catcher, he was talking some crap to uh, Zach Wheeler in the dugout because I don't think he was pitching. And Zach Wheeler remembered this season and threw a ball that was behind his back. And then he was giving up morning shots. He was going to hit him. Yeah. I yeah. think it was on purpose. Oh, yeah, no I doubt. I mean, the best video I've ever seen in my life was the Mets manager back in 2000, I think, 18, when Chase Utley was up the bat and got hit by a pitch, and the manager was mic'd up. I think it's, like, one of the greatest, like, baseball arguments with the umpire I've ever seen because Chase Utley did a slide in the NCLS and broke the dude's leg. And it was like, okay, here comes the revenge pitch a year later, and it was just amazing. Yeah, um, but I mean that's that's pretty much all we got for Phillies. Bridging it now to the Sixers, a little bit more depressing. Doc Rivers back on the unemployment market. Um, looking Thanks. at some new coaches, yeah. I like some of these names a lot. Sam Cassell, Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, um, Frank Clark, and then you know there's some other names too, of course. I really would like Nick Nurse personally. Um, I think what he did with the Raptors the year that they took us down and ended up winning the finals, I thought was brilliant. And I thought it was a great year for them for what they had. I thought that, uh, truthfully, the Bucks probably should have went to the finals that year, but they didn't. And uh, there were a lot of good teams in the East that year. It's not like the East nowadays. I would love Nick Nurse to come to Philadelphia, if not – Give me Sam Cassell. Regardless, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Doc Rivers is out of Philadelphia, everybody. That was, the worst coaching I've that, seen was... Years. that was horrible. And Brett Brown pretty much made it so fucking hard to top how bad that was. And then he was just like, eh, hold my beer. Let me show you something. Yeah. They went on yeah. a 15 and 1 run and never called the timeout. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like I'm, I'm not the best basketball player, but you gotta, you gotta try and cut up the, you know, juju a little bit after a ten and one run. You just gotta go. All right, timeout. Maybe my guys are gas. Maybe there's just, just miscommunication going on. We need something. And I just saw like that team just give up in the third quarter. I never saw a basketball team absolutely give up. And you even heard them in Game Six. The announcers going, "Wow, Harden and Embiid are just." walking back to the court and it was just really really bad and i'm not even blaming Embiid or harden i think they gave up on the coach and that's my two cents on that but also you're you're in the nba 
like no one should be giving up, period. I get the whole giving up on a coach thing. I've been on some bad teams where we all gave up on the coaches, and that's not even professional ball. That's like high school ball and stuff like that. So I totally get what you're saying, Frank. And I, I, I think that plays a factor. Or you're still in game six, game seven. That the whole team shows no heart whatsoever. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's Absolutely horrible. horrible. Well, like, like looking at that, I just, I just, I just want Harden out. Like, I do that's, too. That's where. Well, I'm he at. already said today. Apparently, yeah, he already said fine. that he's not renewing his option. He wants to look at a longer term deal, bro. What you just yeah. showed in the playoffs was the most inconsistent thing ever. There were a couple games where you were amazing, but I mean, like, you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna get into a much better situation than what the Sixers were in. Going it's to gonna be hard to find that. He's going back to Houston. I think that I could see him going to the Suns. What were you no, saying, Ash? Kind of strip clubs in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Ash? No, I I think Harden's going to go back to Houston. I do. Um, I was out of town for like uh, the last game that I watched was Game Four, so I felt pretty good heading into that. And then on Sunday, I was gone for the entirety of the game, and then just like came back, and my phone had tons of messages from. You know, some from you guys and some from my family and just how terrible it was. Um, I'm not surprised that Doc Rivers is gone. I'm happy that he's gone. I did read something to the effect right after the game that he said that he still thought that he had two years left in Philly, which the fact that he thought that the Phillies were going to continue to give him options, like, no, like, you've screwed us over enough. Um so I'm not surprised by that, but it it is a mess to be. Is this the third year, third year in a row? Yes. That we went out in the second round, and then yep. before that, we fourth, had two years in a row year. that we fourth lost in the second round. It was it's uh, five of the last six, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, five of the so, last six. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, see, I don't know why James Harden would want to go back to Houston because that's a poverty franchise. I think you have a better shot with the Sixers, but I personally wouldn't want to see him on the Sixers again just because he's just too inconsistent. Like, he could have a 45-point game and then save, save like, the series or something like that, but we need that consistency. And, I mean, if you're going to drop 15 to 20 points a game as a really as, as known as a known shooter, uh, that's not good enough. Um, and it was uh, just very disappointing to see that Joel Embiid was this lifeless out there. Like I feel like that just showed that he only cared about the MVP trophy, and that was it. Like uh, he didn't want to go any further, and he he said Cancun on three. Like he wanted to leave. That was it. Um, but I mean, it was I'm I wasn't as heartbroken um, as like when the Eagles lost Super Bowl or the Phillies lost World Series because it's a continuous problem as a Sixers fan. You kind of expect it, and when you get matched up with a team that has a lot of uh, playoff experience and was just in the previous finals, uh, you can't really do anything about that. They're just a better shooter, shooting team, and when they're up thirty points, twenty twenty some points, you know. Um, you can't, you can't, you can't come back from that because you don't have enough shooters to do it. Um, but going on with the new uh, uh, coaches, uh, I would like to see uh, the Bucks coach maybe because I mean he wasn't a bad coach. They fired him after one, I guess, bad season, quote unquote, bad season. But I mean he took 
what, two finals for them. And, I mean, I feel like uh, he would be pretty good. I like Monty Williams a lot and Nick Nurse. So, whatever uh, uh, works, I mean, whatever they feel like the best I, is. But. Swoop! Ryan Swoop, what's up, man? I I, I just I, don't think Hard, – if Harden goes back to Houston, it just proves that, like my point, he doesn't want to bleed for – a championship. He doesn't want one as bad as as he does. Like he it's wants that. Sure. That's all he wants in my eyes. I mean, where is he going to go in Houston? He's not going to make it to the championship in Houston. And this is his best option. And he'll say that oh, I want to go back to Houston. Okay, cool, man. Like that's good for you. But what are you going to do there? Oh, you're going to get paid for another five years and then coast to the sunset. I think we also got to look at – we always talk about with younger players, we talk about their maturity levels. Those, I think Maxi was more mature than him even. Like, yeah, I think like, so too. Like, look at look – at, let's compare James Harden. Tobias played better and was more actually trying than the two superstars. Like, let's look at – like, I know, I know they play different sports, but it, look at, like, James Harden – and Jalen Hurts, just how they carry themselves off the field. Oh, you never hear about Jalen Hurts going to a strip club, doing something that like could be compromising to his character. Like he always seems to be around the right people, doing the right thing, always trying to grind, trying to figure out different ways to be better. He's talking about how he can study film, how he can and do do something to improve his body, to keep up in shape. To improve improve his agility, what do I hear about James Harden doing? I hear him about how many nights he's been at Delilah's lately. What what wing joint is he going to? And bro, how'd you hear about Delilah's? Were you there yourself? No, you told me about Dutch and all your um He'd be going to cheerleaders too much. <laughs> oh, how do you know about cheerleaders, Sean? How do you know about cheerleaders, uh, Sean? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but, and also, and also, punching somebody at casino—that's not. Yeah, like, like come on. But <laughs> also, Tom, to your point, and I'll agree. I'm only gonna say this. I mean, those two players, yeah, they play t- two different sports. But a lot of people love Jalen Hurts. A lot of people hate James Harden. So that's another yeah. reason why you don't hear another a lot of shit. Another um, one. Yeah, Greg. How are we feeling? I I know I, I saw you Saturday. You're hyped about the game Sunday, and then saw a text you Sunday, and you weren't weren't you're a little upset. How are we feeling about our coach and what what's the future for the Sixers? You're muted. Okay. <laughs> that was like the worst technological. Downfall. That was crazy. Ever. I mean, here's the part that sucks. We lose to the Celtics. And they own us. And beat smiling at the end of it. They're, and That's what pissed me off the most. Was seeing how genuinely they just didn't care. They and, did not care. And the biggest thing is like, look. I totally get it. You're, you know, trying to be a good sport. You're probably friends with guys on the other team. You still shouldn't smile, no matter what. When we lost to Toronto, how did he react? He was bawling his eyes out. Um, and I'm not saying you need to ball your eyes out every time we lose in the playoffs. I'm just saying, like, 
Show a little bit more emotion. Show a little bit more passion. Show that you care. Not that, you know, like, okay, I just lost, but I want MVP and I got my check. All right, well, it's not like we were going to do shit anyway. I mean, I don't even know where the Sixers go from here because it's like... They don't have any assets. They don't. They have Joel Embiid. And, like, look, he's great and he plays great and all, but I feel like the Sixers are going to have the same problem that I honestly think that the Nuggets have or are going to realize that they're going to have, which is we have a big man, but we have nobody that can play with him. And, you know, the big man's going to perform great during the regular season, but, you know, we're going to never make it to the finals. Um, I honestly think that the Lakers are going to go. I think LeBron's going to find a way to win it. Just watch. I think so, too. And, and, I mean, out of the past the two games, uh, six and seven, I just it just seemed Joe Embiid was not not there, and he wasn't trying his hardest. Like, he – you could see clearly like he wasn't really trying in the first quarter into the second quarter in the seven game seven. And then, you know, all buddy, buddy with Jason Tatum afterwards, I get it. Congratulations. Uh, but like it just, he had no drive. I think out of this series with the Celtics, the most person that had the drive and worked hard and worked his ass off was PJ Tucker. And, you know, a lot of people were, were questionable about when we, picked up pj tucker but he played phenomenal his defense was great he got boards in those corner threes like he actually was trying his hard and pumping up his his uh you know teammates and i didn't see joel doing that i didn't see james Harden do that that was pj tucker so out of all the big man that we or all of our players in the series minus maxi i feel like pj tucker was one that worked his hardest and wanted to win the games and things like that. Harden and MB just kind of didn't really care to me, it seemed like. Yeah, it was bad. And it is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, see, and this is the this is the big question right here because, you know, Joel Embiid's definitely not getting any younger. Um, and it didn't seem like he had – he wasn't in the best shape that he could have been in. Uh, he's He's always getting hurt. You know, that's the thing, and and he gets hurt when it matters most is when you need to be healthy in the playoffs. But uh, I mean, I don't know if I would mind seeing them trade him because I mean, he yes, he's a, he's a great player, he's the MVP, but you know he has a lot of value right now. And if you trade him to a team like the Portland Trailblazers or wherever I forget, like to maybe get Damian Lillard and a couple first rounders, you know, then we could speak about maybe rebuilding or like, I forget where CJ McCollum plays. I think that's the Pelicans. I believe you get CJ McCollum. He's a good asset um, along with like two other players and then four first rounders. I think that, I think teams will budge. And with those four first rounders, three first rounders that you get, you know, you could, you could go pretty far and uh, you could rebuild the team. But I mean, it's just uh, I would like to see them get Damian Lillard because Damian Lillard is known to be a good player. Um, but I'm just uh, not really looking forward to the Sixers. I, I mean, I yep. only it's just uh, it's just you know they always lose and. Yep, uh, nothing's gonna fucking change, Sean. I feel the same exact way. You just hit the nail on the head. Yep. So why don't we talk about something a little bit different because the Sixers are so depressing. Let's talk about Ben Simmons. I mean, there you go. He Tom says deserve. it's a waste of waste of a topic, Jackson. It is a waste of a topic. I'm not talking about this. Yeah, no, this is this is stupid because he had the nerve to sit down 
next to his TV and post a picture of the Sixers losing when he didn't even play the last series and we just swept your team. He's a bum yeah. and he's he and he always will be. I I have no I have no like there's just no reason to talk about him. He's a bum and uh that's just how I feel about it. Uh he needs to work. I don't think he'll ever at this rate he might not even play another NBA game in his life because he's just he's just horrible. I, I don't know. I mean it's just not worth my time. I no, I think with him, the biggest thing is he's showing it's more like him showing that he, we have real estate in his head. You know what I mean? Like he's watching us. You know what I mean? So I think it honestly was kind of a reverse uh, effect, is why I wanted to bring it up. I think it was like one of those things where he's like, yeah, look at you, but it's actually more like, oh, look at how stupid I look. Um, you know, he's got his glass of you know, red wine. He's got whatever the fuck else is like smart water or something, bro. You're about to be unemployed in a couple years. You're about to be playing for the Shanghai Sharks. You better start drinking Deer Park or Poland Spring, not fucking smart water with the alkalinity fucking reversed and like, like chemistry and all that. No, water. I like that. smart water. He's making. Point is, he can't afford it, Tom, because he's about to get it unemployed. You're employed. <laughs> he's um, making Cancun his uh, personality. Cause he I loves can't stand he loves it. And I think that, you know, it just shows how immature and petty he is. <laughs> and I really, really, really regret not taking Jason Tatum. I think we all do because that guy's clutch. I mean, I think what we realize now is the Sixers need a lead clutch player. It's not Joel Embiid. That's really a point guard or shooting guard or somebody that can pop a three. Well, we had, we had one. Exactly. We had Jimmy Butler. We had Jimmy Butler. And that's the thing. You kept Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. And Ben Simmons was, I mean, he was also involved in that thing. But if you didn't get rid of Jimmy Butler, you could be where you're at now. Like, look, Jimmy Butler is taking the Miami Heat to another Eastern Conference Finals. And he's really like, I mean, because Bam Adebayo, he's out. Uh, Tyler Hero, he's out. Like, who do who do the Heat really have besides him that could produce those numbers? Lowry. If you had him on the team, I mean, Lowry, yeah, he's still good, but yeah. um, but I mean, the star of that show is Jimmy Butler, and I mean, you shouldn't. I think they should have never traded uh, him because, I mean, maybe you could have got past the Celtics if you had him on your team, but I wouldn't mind them trying to trade back for him either. <laughs> I don't know if he would want to come back, but. Uh, trying to trade I don't him. think he's wanted to come back. He I'm got a really bad taste in his mouth. We Philly, the Sixers screwed him over. Um, yeah, in my opinion. So. But yeah, he's those are one of the biggest mistakes that we've ever made, in my opinion. Gregor, how are you doing, buddy? Glad you're back. So, what I was asking was, what, who do you want as a coach? Be brief, and then what do you feel like the future of the Sixers is going to? What do you want to see? Person, Monty Williams. Monty Williams, because he hasn't been able to show truly what his game plan can be with a big man that wants to play. Uh, we see DeAndre Ian not wanting to play that issue, right? He's a great coach situation, in my opinion. And could he be put in a bad situation with Sixers? It could be. Let's see it. What was the second part of your question? What the future of the Sixers? Like, what, what do you want to happen? Future of the Sixers, I don't think includes James Harden as much as I wish he would want to. I think it includes a different player. Could it be Lillard? Could it be someone even better? Could it be a draft pick guard that can turn it better? 
We don't know. Um, I don't think we need James Harden. James Harden's only getting older. He was great this year. But we saw two personalities from James Harden. We saw offensive Houston Rockets weapon James Harden, and then we saw playmaker James Harden, and he struggled with two personalities. He brought both of those personalities out Sunday. He was trying to uh, facilitate too much, and then he wasn't trying to – when he was trying to be offensive, he kept mixing it up. He didn't look stable. He didn't look like he was confident in what he was doing because he didn't know what <laughs> supposed to be playing that day. I don't think we need that on our team. I think we can go guards, free agency on time. The draft can also get something. I think the Sixers are going to be fine with Tyreek Maxey. I think Embiid will stay. It just depends on how we're, how we're going to handle the offseason. Let Harden go. We have a lot of cap. Trade Harris. Possibly get a good player. Have a lot of cap. Acquire key role players. We don't need three stars anymore. Build up our bench. We have a great bench. Build up a better bench. Build an all-around better team. And bring in a great coach, and we should be good for a late playoff appearance. Would you be – would you double? Would you think about it if we part ways with Embiid to get that good draft pick if no. we need to? Because I'm only saying that because it, we were talking about it before he came on, like – uh, game six and game seven, Embiid looked like he wasn't there. He wasn't trying at all. He looked like he wasn't there. But the issue, the positive out of this, height is an issue. But Paul Reed shows he can come play when Embiid's. In. He shows that superstar Paul Reed to you. I love that guy. Um, take a seat, buddy. <laughs> yes, but look, this is the thing. If you trade away Embiid, you're not going to get uh, that competitive and that elite of a player. The only way you're going to get Probably ever again. I mean, it, it could happen, uh, but it's just like, I, I don't, it's it's not going to work out if you trade Embiid. Um, it's just a different caliber of player. It's that's what I'm saying. You're not going to find another one. I mean, I agree. They do have a good bench play. If you could build that bench up where you could have players like, I mean, I love uh, House. He's he's pretty good. Um, and I like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dick. We traded for, uh, Matisse Thibault for him. I forget his name. But he's pretty good. Yeah. I like him off the bench. And, I mean, of course, many of them. So, if you're talking about trading Embiid, you're going to have to trade it to – you're going to have to have a whole pack. Like, I can't even begin to say what you need from him. Yeah. Uh, you need, like, the three starting players and make an elite starting five if you're trading for them. Like, you'd have to trade to the Pacers and get, like, Halliburton and – um. Turner, Miles Turner. And even then, I don't know what the future of the six would be because you do need that kind of star clutch player, but maybe Maxi. There's a lot of unknowns here. A lot of unknowns for sure. Um, bridging over to our next topic. How are you feeling about this, Greg? Jason Kelsey apparently attended broadcast boot camp. So, yes, he's playing next year. He's got his podcast, uh, but we don't know what's next after that. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that you would love listening to Jason Kelsey as a broadcaster? What are you thinking? I would love him as a broadcaster. I mean, he'd have some great takes. I think that's where he's starting to go, especially his New Heights podcast, right? I think he yeah. wants to do it. He's a fan of the game. He wants to contribute even when he can't be on the field. And who's to hold anyone back from doing that? Agreed, Jack. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad he came back for another year. 
Um, but I mean, I listen to his podcast all the time, and he has the personality uh, to be that announcer. And I think, uh, like like Greg said, he wants to still be a part of football, um, whether that be on the field, that not on the field, like in the in the booth. I think it's a good spot for him to be, whether it's going to be like an Eagles broadcaster or what. Um, but I think I think it's another way, kind of what um, Tom Brady's doing. He still wants to be part of the game but not in the field. And I think it's a good move for him because um, he's done so much for this team and he needs a break, but it, it'd be nice to have to hear that voice, you know, on the radio or on TV. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely will be a great uh, broadcaster in my opinion, but um, that's after his career is over. And I'd rather see him as an Eagles uh, broadcaster rather than like, um, you know, just a, like what, um, Troy Aikman does and all them like Joe Buck. But um, I feel like, I mean, nobody will top Merrill Reese for the Eagles because Merrill Reese has been the voice of the Eagles for many, many, many years. Like I, I couldn't even tell you when he started, I forget, but I don't think anybody will top him. But if he's interested after Merrill Reese wants to go, uh, then maybe. Uh, I, would, I mean, he definitely could You're be. You're right. A- he can just walk into any job. Yeah. That he wants. I mean, he's effectively the mayor of Philadelphia uh, unofficially. So he can pretty much just walk into any job. And with his personality, his credibility, and his name, after that speech, he's golden. Yep. After that Super Bowl speech, man, he can do whatever he wants. Yep. Very true. But that uh, helps us bridge into our next topic, well, which is also relating to Jason Kelsey. Tommy actually sent me this today, um, kind of relating to Christmas in a way. So since I guess we're now, we're talking about Christmas, uh, I guess that I should let it Christmas. start snowing on the show. Oh, how about that, Tommy? Oh, like that, wow. Man. Wow, fancy. Wow. Zach's about to like freaking, like, you know. <laughs> Cream on camera because he loves Christmas. He's about to make a blizzard. I got some good news for you if you didn't hear this yet. The fellas are running it back. Apparently, there was an Instagram post today, uh, I guess by the producer or the sound guy, who helps Kelsey, Malata, and Lane Johnson with their Christmas album. He said yesterday, meaning yesterday, and the photo has all the guys in the studio was one of my favorite days in the studio I've ever had. Um, so it sounds like there was a lot going on and kind of shocking. Did I pronounce that right, Tom? Contra Hawking. It sounds like there was a lot going on in Contra Hawking. Um, but another album is apparently coming, or a sequel, a follow-up album. So I am very excited for this follow-up album with Jason Kelsey, Malata, and Lane Johnson coming this holiday season. Uh, I'm going to be blasting it all year round. No, I mean uh, they are good singers. <laughs> so, My yeah. lot is really good. My singer. lot is great. My lot is the man, and uh, hey, like they sold out. You know when they dropped their original album within like days. So, and I'm not sure where that money's going. I'm sure it's going back into like the 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 city or whatever. Uh, but I think it's smart. It's something that these players are trying to give back to their community. Um, I think is huge for these key players that they're doing something like this. Uh, for their for their fans and things like that, I'm excited to hear it. I'll be playing it starting November 1st if it drops. Then I don't know when it's dropping, <clears throat> but I'm a big Christmas music guy. Are you Holly and Jolly all the time? All the time, dude. Oh my God, yeah, he every is. goddamn day. 
And Jordan, to answer your question, in um, according to uh, the Philadelphia Business Journal, uh, it went to the Philadelphia area, including Children's Crisis Treatment Center in Philadelphia. Which, exactly, something they're giving back to the community in both ways, which is huge. Yep. Exactly. Huge. Um, but yeah, that's all we got about the Kelsey album, I guess. Uh, moving on now. I think that this would be a great pick for the Eagles. Not a great pick, but a great signing. He's still out there. The Eagles need, I think, somewhat of a veteran presence at Tom's face right now. He's like, what are you talking about, Dutch? Uh, Tom, hear me out on this. Eagles need somewhat of a veteran presence at linebacker. I, I like Wild Shack. I, I, I would love Miles Jack, right? Loved him when he was on the Jaguars. I think he was kind of underrated on the Steelers. Um, not so good, maybe towards the end of his career. Um, last couple games, but he's a productive player. I mean, in 103 games, six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, three interceptions, two touchdowns. One of them being off of a fumble, one of them being a pick six, and then 600 and yes, 617 tackles. So for that reason. I think that the Eagles should look to sign Miles Jack. I know that when he came out of college, he was primarily a middle linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. Now he's used as an outside linebacker. Hell, I'd, I'd fucking use him as a middle linebacker on this team. I think he's got that sideline to sideline speed that he would fit in perfectly. And I think that Sean Desai would utilize him very correctly. He's 27 years old. He's very mature. And he's played, you know, like I said, 103 games in the NFL now. Hell, come here and get a ring, man. I think if we can get him um, cheap for a year just to kind of get that veteran presence there uh, to kind of train up some of the new guys, I think that could be a really great fit. Um, he's not a player that prior to this week I was very familiar with. Um, however, his stats are really, really solid. And I think if Howie Roseman could make it happen, I think it would I definitely would not be opposed to it by any means. Tom, Greg, Jack. Bring them on, man. Bring them on. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean. Get more depth, you know. Definitely a a good player. Um, And like Ashley said, like, we would need somebody to train these young bucks coming up. Um, You know, these rookies, these these Nakobe Dean players um, that, you know, are in the second year. They haven't started yet. I feel like that veteran uh, presence would really help out, you know, how to read the offense, things like that. So I think it'd be a, a smart role and a, a key um, move to make, but we'll see. I mean, if it's, if it's worth the money, then yeah, for sure. But I, I honestly don't think money's a thing. I think money's fake in the NFL right now, just how they can work it in deals. So. I appreciate fake money. <laughs> You're a monop- monopoly guy, big monopoly guy, big monopoly guy. Big monopoly. Right, I, I even play. If you land on free parking, you get the pot in the middle. Yep. No, yep. I. That's how I play too. That's that's so, how. You know, Tom, shouldn't you be the person making sure everyone has real money? Shh. Everything's fake. Politicians are corrupt. Wrong. All politicians are Wrong. corrupt. Trust uh, me. The football podcast. I know. Conspiracy podcast. Well, sometimes that we do do conspiracy theories, but that's everything we got on Miles Jack. Now moving on to our last topic. Of the night. Uh, Taylor Swift. 
came to Philadelphia. And it was quite a shit show, uh, to say the least. I thought that the Philadelphia Eagles were the most wild people, uh, you know, to tailgate at the link, to have, you know, uh, fun at Lincoln Financial Field. Boy, was I surprised. Swifties put Eagles fans to shame. I mean, they came, they saw, they conquered. These girls that you're seeing on your screen, they came after their prom. Imagine that kind of commitment that after prom, they wanted to come see Taylor Swift. They cared that much. Look, were, I'm not saying that, you know, there's any Eagles games in May during prom season. I'm just saying that takes a lot. And it was really cool to see Taylor Swift come back to Philadelphia, her home. She's originally from Wyoming, missing Pennsylvania, not too far from Reading. And she comes home and she delivers. She puts on a spectacular three-day show. And basically, well, not even basically, comes out and admits that she's an Eagles fan, confirms it. And the crowd goes nuts. Absolutely bonkers. You love to see it. I mean, you know. They're, they're a loyal fan base, man. Like, they're, I mean, everyone has their own thing, but they, they, people, uh, as someone whose girlfriend loves Taylor Swift, they love Taylor Swift. And that must have made them go crazy, especially that Eagles fans out there. Yeah, and I feel like every time she has a show, she always puts on puts on you know full force. And it was nice to see the city, uh, the you know outside of the stadium, fans were just lined up and just vibing with with her. Um, and it's it's nice. Actually, I didn't know that until like she came out that she's from PA and that she's an Eagles fan. That um, we have somebody as uh, famous as her. But I, I think it was you know she she that definitely delivered for these fans. Jack, how could you not know? She got her start with the Reading Philly. She got her start with the Sixers singing the national anthem. Um, she's been she sang at the 08 World Series for the Phillies. See, she is a queen. I and, see. I and, didn't know that. I did not know that at all. My cousins from Reading went to school with her. In all seriousness, I will uh, give Tom some credit. Tom has been a Swifty for a while. I remember freshman year. In the showers at St. Joe's, hearing like songs like Taylor Swift, like, well, and I was like, "Who the fuck is listening to Taylor Dude, Swift?" And then Tom would walk out from the shower. Song. Yeah, it would be like, "You did understand you've been there all along." Tom, go ahead. So you know it. What? Yeah, I, I, I know it. I don't know the words. Like, I was watching an interview. Shout out to our friends at Enterprise Sports. And uh, there was an interview where they asked this guy, they're like, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Dude's drunk. He's got all the Taylor Swift shit decked out. You know what I mean? And he goes, he goes, you know, the one that goes like, Starbucks lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. And that was like the only part that he knew was Starbucks lovers, but he kept saying Starbucks lovers. It was awesome. But it was cool to see like the community, like Jack said, and she delivered for these fans. And that's what matters. See, I, I think I think all four major sports could take a page out of her book. See what happens when you actually treat your fans right. She tries to do right by her fans. I will say that. Her tickets yeah, may cost may cost a million dollars, but it's not her fault. It's like Ticketmaster and all them. I mean, that show was fucking nuts too. She and puts she, on a fabulous show. And she she's a queen. She caught out the security guard. Yeah, right that was crazy. yeah. She got, she got, got out. Yeah. 
All I can think about now is how Tommy was probably playing that music while I was in the in the bathroom, like while I was in the stall. And Greg's probably in the stall, like, what douchebag is listening to Taylor Swift on full volume at three o'clock on a Tuesday? And then Tom just walks out. What's up, Greg? Watch the Phillies game yet? Well, I'm in battle in the stall. <laughs> in battle. <laughs> you know, Tom. Tom's workout playlist is all Taylor Swift, one thousand percent. That is you. not true. I but it's about 30%, right? It's still not true. 20. It's probably about 10%. Ooh. Okay, that's a lot still, but still pretty impressive. I'm happy yeah. about that. The other, the other, like, what's probably 30% is Morgan Wallen, if we're being perfectly honest. But I have beef with him now because he strained his voice and now I can't go to his concert. But Taylor I know, I have beef with that. Morgan Wallen too, Tom. I actually was going to go to the concert uh, June 18th. I was going to yeah. try to go, and man, oh man, he strained his voice, and I heard now that he's not even going to come back until next May. Yeah, it's not until next year now. So, That's so, so but Taylor That's would never do that because Taylor's a queen. Tom. And when we were in Nashville, we got that picture with her sign there too, so it, it was pretty cool. Tom would send you that picture. She was great. What? But that's uh, that's that's all I got tonight. Um, I don't know if Jack's got anything else. Otherwise, I'll kick it to him to do what he does. And thank you, everybody, who stopped through for a brief show tonight. But uh, a great show. And we'll be back next week to break all this stuff down. And once again, thanks to our sponsors, Cut and TickPick. If you guys haven't already, download those apps. And if you'll be at the Phillies game and you're listening to this on Thursday, so tomorrow, or if you're listening to it on Friday and today, or if you'll be at the Phillies game this Friday in general, please meet up with us. We'd love to see you guys and get some pictures. Jackson, take it away. Yeah, sorry, Ash. Can't be there on Friday. I'm going to miss gonna miss you and Connor. Um, I think but, we're going to Hibachi tomorrow night if you want to come, sweetheart. Might, might be the move for sure. I may have to join in on that. Um, but as my one friend said, um, it's, a, it's an intro. Nope, I'm sorry, Jep. It's an outro. So – Dalton, it's not an intro, it's an outro. Hit that outro. Tommy XT Swift forever. <laughs> <laughs>